वेलकम टू द इनबॉक्सिंग माइस्ट्रो पॉडकास्ट माई नेम इज मोसिन फारूकी एंड आई एम द फाउंडर एंड सीई ऑफ इनबॉक्सिंग माइस्ट्रो वन स्टॉप सोल्यूशन फॉर ऑल यूर ई कॉमर्स ई मेल मार्केटिंग एंड डिलीवरेबिलिटी प्रॉब्लम ई कॉमर्स एंड ई मेल हैव ऑलवेज बीन क्लोज टू माई हार्ट एंड आफ्टर इन्वेस्टिंग टेन ईयर्स ऑफ माई करियर इन टू ई मेल एंड एनालाइजिंग मोर देन हंड्रेड फिफ्टी मिलियन ई मेल कैंपेन्स आई कैन सर्टनली से डैट डिलीवरेबिलिटी इज सिंपली हाफ आर्ट हाफ साइंस बट इट्स मोर ऑफ अ हैबिट It's not just about getting your emails into the inbox. It's about getting your message into the hearts and minds of your audience if you do it the right way. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my email experiences and learnings and bringing along the best minds from the industry to share their success stories and how you can implement their tested email strategies to create an impact on your business. So, welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Inboxing Maestro podcast. I'm your host Mohsin Farooqi and today we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Jay Sennett, who's a principal and founder at Holy Custom Marketing. He's a seasoned email marketing strategist with a keen focus on leveraging AI technologies such as ChatGPT to enhance email marketing effectiveness and guide businesses in harnessing the full potential of their email campaigns. And today in this episode we are going to discover how leading e-commerce brands are revolutionizing their marketing strategies using ChatGPT to supercharge their email engagement, conversions and deliverability. And not only that, we are also going to explore how integrating AI into your business strategy can not only enhance customer experiences but also significantly cut down on workload and increase productivity. Welcome to the show Jay. How are you doing today and how do you feel about the topic we are going to talk about? Thank you for having me. Uh I'm really honored. I am well and uh I'm very passionate about talking to e-commerce businesses um You know, I work primarily with coaches and consultants to integrate AI into their uh, business and marketing processes. It, uh, I think going forward, uh, it, businesses are going to businesses that will succeed will be integrating AI into their processes. It's it's no longer an option. it's a requirement. So businesses that leverage AI will surpass businesses that do not. And uh it has been an amazing year. ChatGPT debuted at the beginning of 2023 and now we're at the end of 2023 and there's been such an evolution both with ChatGPT and with um apps that will create music, uh Dolly images, uh there are uh softwares to leverage inventory through AI that has, you know, highly predictive forecasting and uh even if there are e-commerce businesses which are small, you know, one or two people, uh ChatGPT for example is an absolute um it's a game changer. I mean, it it's it will transform how they're what they're able to focus on in their business and so by that i mean um hold on just a minute my cat is <laughs> i apologize um i had a client who had never 
uh, been exposed to ChatGPT, and when I shared with them that I thought they would be good candidates to learn because they had a, a very small marketing team of one person. So this uh, woman was doing all the web copy, content creation, email marketing, social media. And uh, my client was convinced that that ChatGPT would be unable to replicate their voice. And in fact, uh, they were shocked at how well out of the gate ChatGPT was able to uh, assist them. And my client realized quickly that all the time that the marketing person had been spent, had been spent creating content, could she was then moved to other parts of the business uh, because they found 25 hours in the week that she had been using to create content from scratch that she could then put to good use in other parts of the business. And the nice thing about ChatGPT is that um, with some sort of 101 exercises, it's something that everyone can learn how to use. And, you know, as we've talked in the past, the prompting, how to properly prompt ChatGPT is really what makes the difference between successful, successfully integrating AI into a process versus being unsuccessful. And effectively, there's eight parts to a good prompt on ChatGPT, and this is particularly with ChatGPT, and they are the context. So, I'm going to tell ChatGPT, I'm an e-commerce brand selling um, hand-carved toys, uh, primarily to parents living um, in North America. Yeah. And I want, and one of the nice things about ChatGPT is you can say, I want you to act as if you're the world's greatest you know, email marketer. And then you tell it what you want it to do. Do you want it to generate a draft email copy? Uh, do you want it to do um, product descriptions? Uh, then you tell it the format. It should be a paragraph. It, it should be an email that's written using a problem agitate solution framework. I mean, ChatGPT knows every copywriting framework that has ever existed. And you can prompt it that way. The tone, do you want it to be lively, serious, you know, scope? Then you give it examples, constraints, urgency. And once you have those in place, then the heavy lifting of that initial draft. So if you have, uh, if you're a larger e-commerce brand and you have 50 to 100 product descriptions and you need to update them, ChatGPT can do that in a matter of seconds. I'm not kidding. Like under 30 seconds, it will have that task completed. No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, this is really powerful stuff because a uh, lot of brands, they are still, you know, they're adapting to this new technology altogether. And I think it has uh, more, more on the positive side uh, effect on the marketers and the brands that are using ChatGPT because right now people are adopting this technology to get the results faster you know mm-hmm. how they can actually reduce down the time and the efforts that they they used to do it earlier so uh, because i know jay that you've been into this email marketing space for so long and you've been doing a wonderful job out there helping brands 
to grow their business uh, using email so i have a question for you in in terms of to understand how have you seen email evolve over the years since you have started from day one and how it is going to look like in 2025 when we have this uh, you know chat gpt uh, and all other ai tools available in the market so can you give some perspective and some context for our audience to understand this absolutely i started in email marketing in 2006 so 18 years ago wow. and at that time it was very simple you it was basically like sending an email using the bcc you know blind carbon copy feature so right. uh it was uh create and and i used mailchimp back in 2006 when they were just getting started and so here's your subject line and here's what you do you know here's your template and you want to focus on who's opening So all the things that we deal with now deliverability, you know, spamming, that really was not of concern and it was what was exciting about it was that you could send emails at scale. And it was a little bit more sophisticated than um using your email provider, Gmail or Outlook, I don't even know if Gmail was I don't think Gmail was on the horizon at that point to send a BCC copy. Uh and of course we're not there anymore we left that space a long long time ago and you know email uh, itself is a billion dollar industry uh and i think going into 2025 with the arrival of ai as a what i like to call the <clears throat> excuse me multi tool of business is highly uh not only personalized but also highly dynamic positioning. So if I have a collection of survey responses from customers regarding a product and testing. Yeah. I can use ChatGPT to sort all of those into whatever categories I want. You know, we can do a sentiment analysis, positive, negative, you know, what percentage of respondents like this feature what percentage like that feature and then i can not only serve up the next natural product for them to buy but based on how they've responded i can position my emails to speak to that feature benefit pain point uh very very quickly so then i would take advantage of you know some like conditional content um options within the ESP and I have highly 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 targeted communication with my buyers and with my prospects. I mean, I think that one of the weaker points of e-commerce brands is they will offer an uh uh to sign up for a newsletter and then offer the nurture sequences are just kind of boring. With ChatGPT, that can become highly targeted. You know, what drew you to my product and you know what about it is particularly exciting for you and I might say oh it's ease of use well then you know what I'm going to get a nurture sequence that talks all about how my product is easy to use yeah versus someone who says oh I really like it's beautiful your product looks beautiful to me well then I'm going to serve up content to this person focusing on all you know the design awards or testimonials related to the beauty of the product so 
that's what's going to be happening in 2025. Images, Dolly will take care of that if you want to. I mean, the, and I'm honestly, I'm not even sure where we will be at the end of 2024 because so much has happened in the last 12 months um, just with ChatGPT. Uh, I think that the other possibility is that there will be fewer but better players in 2024. So, of course, ChatGPT will still be around. But right now, there's a lot of um, folks that are just trying to make some quick money. And uh, I don't think they're going to be around because the product that they're offering is really not any better than ChatGPT. And ChatGPT is the point of comparison. No, absolutely true. I mean, uh, I think uh, with the open AI uh, into the picture right now, a lot of uh, technology players, a lot of marketing players, they're actually building up their own tools and systems according to their own business requirements because every audience is different for every line of business, right? So like like you've just uh, rightfully said that uh, if, if the brand want, wants to study the survey responses of their customers. So actually, they're actually listening to the customers, which not many brands do right now because they are only more focused towards acquisition and retention side of the things. But somewhere, we kind of missed out listening to the customers, what they actually want, what are the <clears throat> points that they're still that still needs to be addressed, right? So I think with chat GPT, chat GPT into the picture, they can actually build those kind of communication specifically tailored to that particular audience right and i think this is of course the this is a long road to go but i think in the last 12 months that we have seen the sudden rise in the adoption of this uh, uh, technology and i think uh, the next year and by the end of 2025 also we'll see a different version of the email altogether uh, for all the brands to leverage that yeah, so moving on to the next uh, question, Jay, like, so, you know, we have this technology and tools available already in the market. So how do you see, because you've been working with some, so many brands uh, and, and the coaches and different, different client clientele that you have right now. So how do you see e-commerce brands can drive actually massive revenue growth from their email programs by leveraging ChatGPT to build impactful email communication and boost their engagement and deliverability? And if you have some examples from your own experiences, I think that would be a great value addition. So you are asking uh, about uh, e-commerce businesses, how they can leverage ChatGPT. Yeah, I think uh, what I think is uh, customer retention. You know, everybody understands that they need, that, you know, acquisition, 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 acquisition. Uh, and they probably might even say, oh, well, we can use ChatGPT to create some pretty sexy emails uh, in the acquisition process. But where I think ChatGPT becomes invaluable, particularly for small e-commerce brands, where maybe it's the owner and a halftime person, if they're, if that customer retention what do they like why did they buy why do they keep showing up how can i help you how does my thing make you happy solve a problem you know what what were you doing when you decided to buy what i'm offering uh and i had a client who um was really focused on client acquisition and uh he's a course creator 
and we spent some time together and he was got very comfortable with chat gpt and he started uh integrating feedback from some survey questions that we had uh built into his uh acquisition process and using the feedback from that process he was really able to target the pain points that people were experiencing at the point at which they signed up to learn more about his product and that was a result of this survey so it's called the magic question in copywriting what's going on in your business that brought you to us today or caused you to sign up for the list whatever language you want to use and then people typically respond very candidly because they're excited to be signing up maybe you know in, in the case of my client um he was offering services that um helped people be get better at negotiating as a freelancer yeah and he was able to really start to target people coming onto the list with exactly what they were struggling with you know it right. it and part of it was not even that pricing and negotiation was the issue but that they were so overwhelmed by all the basic business tracking that they needed to do that they couldn't really think about how to get better at negotiating because they couldn't even keep track of their leads they couldn't keep track of the content that they needed to create so he was able to really get hone in on that and it really um proved fruitful for him in the long run because he he was already building in retention into the acquisition process and so that's where i think chat gpt becomes invaluable on the survey side and i encourage every every business using email marketing regardless of what they're selling regardless of how many people work for them yeah. get in the habit of surveying and then using chatgpt to understand what the survey results are telling you and then tailor your messaging tailor your emails to what is in front of you you know we are not our ideal customer this is the yeah. big struggle as you know we we create something because we see a need but people respond to that product for a lot of different reasons and that's why we survey is to understand what is appealing to them why they bought how it's solving a problem or bringing to light you know whatever it is and by having this survey process in place and i'm not just talking about testimonials or yeah. giving a review and then using chat gpt updating those onboarding sequences updating follow up emails post purchase you know even abandoned cart emails if you know that somebody who's abandoned something in their cart has a pain point of um you know you're you're an e-commerce business that sells organization materials and you know that this person has said that they really struggle with um some aspect of organization filing like we're going to go very old school and say you know paper files well you can you can tailor your abandoned cart sequence to that pain point like yeah you know you you know we all struggle you know, whatever it is and that's a chat gpt thing it's not guessing anymore it's saying okay well this person has told us this is what their pain point is okay here's a tailored sequence for them and for anyone else who has a similar pain point so it it 
it's beyond personalization as you and I have experienced it over the last, you know, five to seven years where it's, you know, hello, first name. Um, thank you for signing up for, you know, insert name of, of newsletter. And it, it nearly, it, with the right prompting, the right survey questions, the right attitude about customers, it, yeah. it can nearly cre- recreate a one-to-one sales experience. Nearly. I, I'm, I'm never going to say it will replace that because the human element face-to-face live is missing, but it's pretty darn close. Like you're getting an email from somebody that knows you pretty well. That's what it's like. No, I think this is a brilliant point, Jay. I think uh, this is what uh, uh, I mean, we've been, uh, because email marketing is all about whether you're from e-commerce or you're a coach or a consultant, whatever you're selling online, if you're sending an email, understanding that customer is really important because that is the first step where, from where your communication, your messaging will actually start. You know, if you mm-hmm. know your customer well, you know what are their pain points and if you're actually listening to what they're saying to you then I think that will actually feed in into chat GPT which can give you the better uh, you know uh, optimized copy for uh, the email uh, communication which can really help them to make them feel actually personalized for them you know so Absolutely. I think uh, this is really brilliant stuff uh, which I think not many brands and this is this is not a one time activity this has to be done uh, over a period of time until you know uh, that your customers are and your content is actually resonating with your audience you know and this is a reiterative process and the more you uh, do you know uh, try and see how things are working out with your audience I think the better will be your communication your messaging style across all the channels available absolutely I, I... <coughs> it's really everything can happen at a much larger scale yeah so instead of me sitting at a computer or me paying someone to sit at a computer and create you know content yeah it can happen uh at scale and what i do want to also say is there is still a strong human element chat gpt can't replace humans it's simply not capable of that at this point um and so all businesses in the email marketing space you know would do well to you know hire deliverability consultants hire um consultants to come in and create that you know acquisition retention process that's and build it into the business from the beginning and then understand how to leverage chat gpt at, at crucial points yeah. in the client acquisition retention process. I think some businesses assume that they can do it all themselves with ChatGPT, and I think eventually they can, but it still requires um, some guidance in the beginning to really understand how to utilize it effectively. Absolutely, and I think uh, that leads to my uh, next question, exactly what you have just said. So I uh, just just tell uh, just Jay, like what are the critical elements that uh, an e-commerce brand or maybe any email sender or email marketer should consider 
when they have to implement chat gpt effectively for all their email marketing campaigns i think the one one of the aspect that you mentioned is uh, you know understanding the pain points and exactly feeding the input into the chat gpt which leads to the prompt engineering i think that is the first step that i think is one of the most critical element what do you want to say about it absolutely understanding your you know your ideal customer prospect is key you and what's nice about chatgpt is if if you're just getting started in in the any space and in, in the e-commerce space and you're not sure um i'll include they'll i'll send you a link to a prompt that will help you sort of take a good guess at what that might be and uh the second thing and this is often overlooked is um what is the e-commerce's brand voice right what's the the tone the style uh because chatgpt will just churn out fairly generic sounding copy in english because it's it's just mining the language models for an answer and so that's where the prompting for tone becomes really really important that's where if you have a brand voice playbook um guidelines for words that you don't want to use you know emojis that you do or don't want to use um the reading level that you you want to use um you know uh do you have signature phrases that people your customers are familiar with you know all of that can be preloaded or and prompted into chatgpt so that the content that's returned is much closer to what a business can use more quickly um but you i think that that chatgpt does not replace the hard work of understanding our own brand right what are we really about what are we doing what are we really selling uh and then in conjunction with that and at the same time really start to do the work of understanding yeah who our customers are which surveys interviews uh that chatgpt will never replace that the, i mean maybe it will but i don't think i'll be alive when that's when ai is capable of doing that and chatgpt is not in any way at all so e-commerce brands no matter where they are whether they're just getting started or they've been around for a while the better they know themselves the better they understand their brand the better they understand their where they are in the marketplace what their competition is doing but also really what are their differentiators right this is one thing that chatgpt yeah. doesn't know how to re- it it won't give copy back that talks about your differentiators and that's why one of the things that i do with clients is spend time gathering together all of these things if they don't have a proper brand guide in place yeah. so that they can leverage more quickly chat gpt absolutely uh, yeah that that is absolutely uh, insightful jay and i think uh, this is the similar example that i would like to also share in one of the, my recent clients they are into an e-commerce uh, you know wellness industry and so because they've been sending email campaigns for so long time and lot of when i have actually analyzed and audited their entire email uh, programs i noticed there's a common pattern of sending the same kind of copy uh, within the email and choosing the same kind of subject line styles and i think when uh, i have introduced them uh, using the chat gpt 
there's a lot of variation that came out and and we, when we have actually tested those subject lines it has a significant impact on their open rates mm-hmm. and i think uh, the only example that i want to show to them is you know you have to as a brand marketer as a uh, as a store owner you really have to see how you can utilize and leverage these technologies within your own ecosystem it's not like it is going to replace you but it is going to be become more powerful when you know how to uh, feed this engine with the right set of input be it the brand guidelines be it your tone of communication if you feed it well then i think this is going to produce more brilliant stuff out of it which will help you definitely help you to grow your business absolutely i the days of repeated repeating content to everybody are they're gone and an e-commerce brand that has two people that yeah. knows how to appropriately leverage ChatGPT i'm yeah. going to bet will outperform a much larger e-commerce brand that doesn't because right. it's all about the customer and ChatGPT allows for example in the example that you talked about auditing this client and they're sending the same thing well ChatGPT properly prompted can give you two sets of emails that focus on two different pain points for example and you can ab test those flows to see which is more which people respond to more and it's like in 20 minutes there's no reason anymore for people to be burdened by the task of creating content and it was burdensome yeah. in the past right i mean the blank right. page is terrifying for anyone and it's even more terrifying when you like gosh i i got to make some sales off this and, yeah. oh my gosh my gosh well those days are gone those days are gone the better you know your business the better you know your customer right and i i i a business that leverages chat gpt an e-commerce brand that does that will outperform brands that don't i mean that's that's what 2024 is going to be like we're going to see little big small companies struggle because they're sending that generic content and yeah. you know we haven't even talked about the impact of gmail saying you everybody has to have dkim and spf after february of 2024 even with that if you're sending generic content competition is so tough in the inbox if yeah. if, if if a brand isn't speaking to me i'm probably going to unsubscribe even if i purchase from them because i don't want to read it it's not about me it's just they made the sale and now they're trying to get another sale they're not really trying to understand what about their product was appealing to me yeah and and and, and these uh, mailbox providers like gmail yahoo they are they are You know they have also evolved, uh, and starting February uh, 2024, definitely engagement something that they would really want to, you know, emphasize onto it. Because if you're not sending the right content to the right audience and they're not engaging with your content, definitely this is going to create some negative signals to mailbox providers. People are going to unsubscribe or they're going to report spam. Like you just said, if you're not talking to me, I'm not going to read it. Right. Uh, right. So I think this is also has an additional impact on the deliverability side of the things because as a brand we have to make sure we are listening to our audience we are creating the exact communication what they would want to hear from us and if you're not able to do that this is going to uh, you know take a lot of uh, um, 
challenge and efforts from the brand side to make sure that they are getting better results from the email programs yeah it, it it's always even though i've been doing this for a long time i'm always a bit taken aback when brands are really disinterested in their customers yeah. i don't know why a person gets into business if they don't really want to do the work of understanding what's driving their customer and the yeah. days of you know shooting out an email to your entire list crossing your fingers and hoping that you can sell something they're done I mean they're gone it's just the competition with spammers is so intense now that i think gmail and yahoo are just going to be very decisive and if you don't if you are not giving content that your subscribers want we're going to send you to promotions you, you know you have your dkim you have your spf fine you're you're legitimate but nobody's paying attention to what you're sending so we're going to put it in promotions i mean it's our own fault you know people bemoan all of this and complain about it but who nobody made you send that email with the language that you've chosen that was your choice as a business owner and i think it it all leads back to the fundamentals of email marketing you know uh, that's why i mean a lot of brands they have a huge percentage of audience which is inactive and they completely uh, you know start to uh, you know stop engaging with the emails and i think it's very important uh, like you have just rightly mentioned in the beginning it's important for the brand for the email sender or marketer to first understand their customer you know when did when when have they opted in to receive emails from the brand and how how and when was the last time those subscribers they have actually opened an email and they've engaged or they've loved that kind of communication tone of uh, tone and style of that content so they really have to understand this all these behaviors and triggers and accordingly adapt and accordingly feed into the chat gpt if if they have the solution if they can build up the solution as per their own business requirement as per their own business model i think this is going to help them in the, in the long run uh, because like i said i mean this is not going to be done once for all this has to be done over and over and again until yes. you achieve that level of competency in the market you are 100% confident that the communication that you are building or your team is building is actually resonating with the end audience that's right absolutely and i also think even when a business achieves that yeah point they still need to have ongoing acquisition retention management because you know people drift people products are popular and then they're no longer popular and it has nothing to do with the quality of the product nothing to do with the messaging it's just people's interests and desires change and so businesses can be monitoring for that with in their survey questions in the you know how are they interacting in the emails that they send you know um predictive uh purchasing using ai right so we can see that in 2 years our signature product is going to bottom out and it's just simply not going to be providing us with the revenue that we've come to experience with that product well i don't know about you but i would rather know that now 2 years out than to wake up one morning and be quote unquote surprised so ai allows us to get much better 
at understanding what we don't know and making predictions based on sound data. And, you know, every decision that we make in business is a combination of luck and then what we know and don't know. So really, and we can't ever solve for luck. It's just, that's the nature of being human. Things don't work out. 99% chance of success still has a 1% chance of failure. And if it happens to be the day that I hit the 1% failure rate, that's bad luck. Otherwise, that vast area of what we don't know, AI, ChatGPT, software that, you know, predictive inventory, that reduces what we don't know. So we get better at saying, okay, well, we're going to put resources into improving this product because sales are on an uptick. We're predicting sales are going to be on an uptick and we're getting feedback from folks that if we fix these two things, they would buy it again or they would change their review from a three-star to a five-star. Like, why wouldn't a business do that? Why wouldn't they? And they don't. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's why we're talking about this is that there's always a certain percentage that simply don't do that. And those that do, it, 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 it's a bit like a poker game. I mean, it, it, it's more of a gambling scenario than the so-called business is chess. It isn't. Chess is a formal game with 64 squares and a set. And there is no luck in chess. In life, there is. In business, there is. And let me tell you, I think AI, chat GPT, is like having uh, some way of seeing other people's cards legally. That's what I think it is. It, it, it just really helps in the decision-making process. Absolutely. It's not just just only the decision-making process, Jay, but I think uh, it can also help to um, optimize the work that any email, email marketer do, which is like the designing the content, producing that content and scale. Because if you're using it well, then I think this is going to also impact on the efficiency and productivity. Um, uh, of the person. So, what do you want to talk? Uh, uh, what do you want to say onto this? Like, how uh, a brand can actually? Because when it comes to implementing any email campaign or any email program, there's a lot that goes into consideration behind the scenes. And uh, because the more uh, the, be the design element, be the coding of the HTMLs, and implementing and execution of those campaigns, it takes a lot of time. For, for anyone to actually execute one campaign and when, they, and when that campaign doesn't work it again it leads to a kind of a, you know a losing the confidence the person mm-hmm. you know and they, they go back into this process again and again so how to overcome all of this and actually make sure that they leverage technology what whatever is available take it as a on the positive side and implement it in, a, in that way which can help them to reduce their efforts and actually bring the results faster? Oh, that's a great question because this is the one that we face as consultants. Well, we've been, we put we put all this time into creating this campaign and it, and it bombed. Two things. Um, obviously, have someone on, on the team, whoever it is, get really, really good at understanding how to use ChatGPT to get all the, the answers that they're seeking but secondly because chat gpt allows for more experimentation i suggest 
and I'm it's it's integrating now with prospects is to document the decision making process. So why did you choose this subject line over another? You know, what are the possible outcomes? So the one possible outcome is the campaign is a is a huge hit. One possible outcome is it's a complete bomb. And more often than not, most campaigns sort of land in the middle where you're you kind of got a good result, but you're not sure if you can replicate it. And by documenting why I chose this set of subject lines and this pain point in the emails, when I get an unexpected result, rather than losing confidence, I can say, okay, well, that was unexpected. Let's go back and see how we got, like, what were all the steps that we took? What, how did we prompt ChatGPT? You know, what were the inputs?、Um, who's actually clicking?、Uh, are these new to us? You know, fairly new engagers? Are they longstanding engagers?、Um, yeah. To really separate the outcome from the decision, because that's what gets us into trouble. We we have a campaign that doesn't perform well, and then the old hindsight bias kicks in, and we think, oh gosh. I just knew I never should have tested this. I knew it was going to fail. Well, actually, you don't know it was going to fail. It was a it was a bet, if you will. And so, having a parallel process for documenting all of this, in part because ChatGPT can just create all of this all of this content. But we need to understand why we why we decided to use this particular set of subject lines, this particular set of benefits. You know, why are we choosing? The pain agitate solution framework versus, you know, attention ADA or another framework, or we're not using a framework at all. It's a letter from the founder, whatever it is, so that we can go back and say, oh, let's try. We were we were going to use these options, but we chose not to. So let's try these options and see what happens. Because honestly, if even campaigns that don't Do well if they're thoughtful.、Yeah. I think subscribers give leeway, so there is the flexibility in testing, I guess. Because the part of the problem is historically, it's just as you said, it's taken so long to get a campaign up and going. I mean, a long, 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 long time. You got you have to draft it, and then you get to edit it, and then it has to go for approval and. And then it gets back to being edited, and and with ChatGPT, that time frame gets reduced. But I think it can actually create decision paralysis because now there's so many options. If that makes sense, so a simple document documentation process: why you chose the options that you chose, what you think will happen. Like just guess, like oh well, we think we're going to see a two percent uptick in sales, or we're going to see a three percent uptick in engagement and visits、uh, to this blog post, which is a soft sell for a product, for example, and then see what send it and see what happens. And I think we also have to get more comfortable with the experiment, the experimental nature of email marketing. You know, in the in the past when I started, it's like you're sending an email. This is very, 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 very serious, and it's still serious. And we still take the pain points seriously. We still speak to our one buyer. Yeah. And yet we can play around with that a little bit more frequently than we would have in the past. Is that clear? It. No, that's. I think that's a beautiful interpretation of.、Uh... 
uh, of how to improve the efficiency and i think uh, i would uh, totally agree with uh, your thought, thoughts on this and i think it's very important for uh, a brand i mean all the different departments let's say uh, within an e-commerce with there's a acquisition team who takes care of acquiring the customer new customers or the subscribers and there's a retention team who works on nurturing those audiences and drive them towards the bottom of the funnel i think all of these have to work in tandem uh, and be on the same page while leveraging this entire technology all together and every everyone has to actually you know there should not be any kind of a fear you know i i i don't want to use it it is going to uh, impact on my experience and all those things so i think it's it's very important for the teams uh, uh, to uh, try and test it out different sorts of communication styles based on the brand guidelines within uh, their their ecosystem and, and i think this is a brilliant interpretation of of uh, you know reducing uh, the you know the time taken to implement any any kind of campaign because if you are working together as a team uh, and leveraging the technology that you have which is chat gpt nothing is uh, it will definitely help them to see uh, how the results are coming up and accordingly adapt and evolve over a period of time for uh, while building out the communication mhm 100% i agree with you yeah it it I I I think sort of in a roundabout way what you're also saying is that in ChatGPT has the possibility of fracturing teams even more. Yeah. And you know you and I are proposing that it 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 can bring a kind of uniformity to communications a uniformity of purpose. Yeah. You know with client particularly client retention. But if one part of the team is using it more than others, it, you know yeah. it can cause a lot a lot of problems because everybody's bringing their own biases about AI. Right. You know, oh, it's taken over the world, oh, you know, or then there's, you know, people who are more like me who see it largely as a positive. So how do you manage all of that? And you're you're absolutely right. I I I would even go so far as to say that you know, who's ever in charge, if you will, director of operations, that they they have a guiding document that talks about when and how the teams will use ChatGPT for example, and what's acceptable and what isn't and what documents they'll use as input documents. Just it's it's like the old-fashioned brand colors guidelines, you know, you can only use this font when you're sending out a communication and you can only use these colors. That's effectively what that document does. It just tells folks what's okay and what isn't okay. Right, and I think it's it's also important because in in larger organizations where there are different people, different departments working together, uh so I think having a uh, documented uh, governance or maybe a framework to operate so that all these teams can talk the same language because end mm-hmm. of the day it's brand versus co- consumer. right yeah consumer doesn't customer doesn't care about your marketing team or the sales team or the product team whatever so they all have to talk the same kind of brand language which actually resonates with the end audience and that's how they will they keep the customer stick to their brand to make sure that they uh, you know getting better sales and getting better engagement for maybe the email email channel or 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 any other channel that the brand is using so i think uh, the guideline operating within the guideline is something really important and i think this the brand should also look at having an additional layer of quality check if the teams are operating right or not or they are 
or they are not losing out on any other options yes right. absolutely and and i would just to add to what you said the sooner brands do this the better because next year and the year after there's going to be more and more and more ai and, and you know, I, a lot of noise also <laughs> absolutely and i um there was a, a gentleman uh, i sub, uh, in linkedin there's a couple of folks who work at databox which is a great uh, analytics software and one of the things he was asking about is from a human resources perspective yeah how do you figure out if someone is leveraging chat gpt in a way that we don't want in the hiring process and uh this is going to become a greater and greater concern and so rather than a brand fighting it lean into it and say we're open if if they're not yet using chat gpt for example set out a guideline in email saying we're open to it anyone who wants to bring us the results of some testing you've done in chat gpt for a new email sequence on x product or yeah. you know you you've you've analyzed testimonials bring it we'll talk about it at the next meeting i i think a business has to have an open attitude and they have to be willing to let staff have a degree of autonomy because once what i have found in my own experience and i know this is true for clients once they really start in getting involved in chat gpt it becomes unbelievable the number of things that can happen in a business i mean i know a guy whose whole business is helping founders create uh standardizing their business processes so they can then sell the business he uses chat gpt to create all kinds of standard operating procedures Yeah, and I mean and yeah, and I mean that's a a task that no business owner wants to do. That's horrible. And I hadn't thought about it in that way until I started talking with him and and realized that that's how he was that's what he was doing with his clients was showing them how to leverage ChatGPT for standard operating procedures. So I by when an owner has an attitude of openness and i'm not saying openness means permissiveness i'm simply saying the owner says please bring me what you're doing let's talk about it knowing that he or she has the final say as to whether or not they move forward yeah there's all kinds of information that's going to come forward to to the owner that we don't know that's the thing about chatgpt nobody still really knows exactly what it's going to continue to be able to do as it gets quote unquote smarter and smarter right cuz we're all prompting it we're all inputting stuff and it's learning from all of that. So even if a business isn't comfortable at this point using ChatGPT, I think if owners can create a climate in their company of openness, there's that's still better than simply saying no, we're not using it. Absolutely. Wow, so I think uh some really uh, you know amazing insights and conversation we had here. I think 
this is a topic that I think we could step in, you know, hours and hours to talk about. It. I mean, <laughs> it's true. It's Absolutely. Um, so, but now because we have time constraint, I think uh, I just wanted to move on to some lighter note on the of this conversation because we have had you know a very serious conversation on the uh, uh, towards AI and all. So, uh, uh, just wanted to uh, um, uh, understand, you know. you want to talk about some your most inspiration case study that you have uh, you know ever done and you would never forget so do you have uh, you want to talk I actually I do it was a very recent uh, work I did with a client um, mm-hmm. and this uh, client has I've been doing some it's a non-profit doing some uh, email marketing work with her and she put me in touch with their uh, development director who had been struggling creating emails that would ask people to donate money it was just something that that was not what she was able to do quickly and um i said well i'll talk to her about chat gpt so i spent i don't know 30 minutes with her on a zoom call showing her how to prompt chat gpt we I asked her to bring some, you know, previously successful donation letters and some brand guidelines and some emails from the executive director and showed her how to input those and I know from her boss that the amount of time it, it went from like a week that it would take her to draft to under an hour. and for this woman it was she described it as it completely transformed how she does her job that 30 minute session on chat gpt wow. and yeah and so now she's involving herself in more strategic conversations about well, what kind of campaigns do we actually want to pursue you know which audiences do we think are going to be the ones who are most likely to donate $5 or $25 right i mean it's it's the same in business where do we want to focus our energies and now she's able to do that and she's also able to get in front of donors face to face or by email more regularly because she's not staring at the blank page in terror and honestly as a consultant those kinds of wins are really meaningful for me because to have your work completely transformed like that and and to just it's i could see it in her it was such a weight that was removed and she's now loves chat gpt she recently reached out to me by email to tell me that she was using chat gpt and uh, and you know now dolly which is the image generating ai is integrated fully into chat gpt she's using chat gpt to create christmas stories for her two sons and i would not have thought that when when she and i met uh so for me personally just doing the work that i do that's that's really a uh, profound for me that a simple tool like chat gpt which isn't simple but it, it was it changed her work life forever yeah it's it's really beautiful and inspiration absolutely i mean if if you work uh if you can uh you know put some confidence into your client that yeah something can really worked out for them and they're happy about it end of the day and i think that's uh, that's end goal we all consultants want 
and i think this is this dinner and his initial case study jay uh quick last but uh, touch up to our conversation so what would you do uh, what would you love to do when you are not wearing your email marketing hat uh when i'm not wearing my email marketing hat um i my wife and i love to go out and enjoy good food and and wine. I mean there's a we live just outside Detroit, Michigan and there's a, a a small but very good food scene here and we love that and we also love to travel. And uh wow. Yeah. Yeah, so um that's what I like to do. I mean I also like to spend time out of doors, but we're getting into the time of year when it's really quite cold. So less of that in the winter, but yeah, so uh and enjoy family and friends um yeah and I, and even with family and friends I'm happy to talk about ChatGPT probably more than they would more than they would care to hear but yeah you know I I I I totally understand I think yeah traveling is something which I also love to do and I think you are also a food lover like me so I think uh bingo to that so um one the last question uh jay we are almost at the end of the conversation so what do you advise the new generation email marketers or the or the brand uh, marketers to become great at what they do today considering we have so much of resources available in uh, uh you know uh, in the market so what do you think that they should do that they can really achieve some great successes in their own career I would say the basics still apply. So get really good at figuring out what's driving a customer, you know, what are their desires, what are their ideal identities, um what's their dream state, what are their pain points, what are their known pain points, what are their hidden pain points. Um and then um also understand the service they're selling, the product they're selling and map the service or product to all of those states and then then really start to use ChatGPT. So ChatGPT doesn't replace basic marketing foundational marketing principles, which is that we need to understand what why a customer buys from us. That's what we need to understand. And no amount of, and ChatGPT can help with that a little bit, but it doesn't mean we we stop. We have to keep going. We have to be curious about the buyer. We have to want to know more about our customer because we want to help them. Right. And um that still applies. And and young people getting started today, those that do that work are going to be leaps and bounds ahead of their peers who aren't willing to do that work, who are just phoning it in with ChatGPT and doing the bare minimum necessary. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think sticking to the fundamentals is something really important uh because uh, end of the day, uh your strategy to reach out to an audience would really matter no matter you have all the resources, technology available, but if you're clear in your mind what are the fundamental best practices in email or maybe any other channel, you have to stick to that and accordingly apply those fundamental principles of the marketing to actually uh, you know engage with the customer so that's right. uh, brilliant uh, so and now that's a wrap up for our today's episode 
and thank you jeff for sharing some amazing insightful tips and strategies i have really enjoyed the conversation by the way and i'm sure that our audience will find this discussion insightful and inspiring so folks if you have any questions about chat gpt and how you can revolutionize your approach to e-commerce efficiency i strongly encourage you to reach out to jeff and from holy gusto you'll find his details in this episode description with some useful resources So listeners once again thank you again for joining us on this episode of the Unboxing Meister podcast if you found this episode valuable please follow and subscribe leave a review and share it with your colleagues in the e-commerce world until next time this is Mohsen Faruqi signing off thank you Jay thanks for your time thank you very much thank you bye bye bye